Karis Hall McCollum, and I'm sitting here with my dad, Dudley Hall, and you are joining us for an episode of Papa, I Have a Question. This is where I get to sit down and ask him a question. I realize over the years that I have had the privilege in my Christian walk to when I have a question or I'm confused about something, I have this amazing resource that I can go to and just say, Papa, I have a question about this. I don't understand it. And so um, we decided to let you join us. And so you get to listen in as I ask some questions that I might be frustrated with or confused about. And you can also send me some questions and I'll ask him for you. So are you ready? Papa, I have a question. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so we've been talking recently just about um, how we don't understand the the severity or the significance of what Jesus's death on the cross, what the crucifixion really did and how we don't understand. We just don't have a concept of why that penalty had to be paid. Couldn't, couldn't God just erase that debt instead of making Jesus die for it. And I was, I thought the other day, I was like, maybe, maybe the problem is that we don't truly understand the nature of God because I was thinking about my boys and how we teach children and in trying to teach who God is, we talk about that God can do anything. He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's, he's all the omnis, right? And we, yeah. we teach that. And then I thought, wait a minute, can God do anything? Can he do anything? Could he have just erased sin instead of having to have a payment for it? Hmm. So can God really do anything? Well, God can do anything that's consistent with his character. That's the caveat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, God cannot deny himself. He cannot be He cannot be less than God. And there is no way to be more than God. <laughs> that's true. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, that comes, uh, maybe it comes from uh, a scripture that where Jesus is talking to <clears throat> the disciples about the rich young ruler, this guy's come up to Jesus and said, you know, what can I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And he said, keep the commandments. And, <clears throat> and the guy said, I've done that. And he was rich and he was, he was wealthy and he was powerful. And, and he's probably good looking because it's hard to be rich and powerful and not be good. <laughs> I don't know, but. Jesus uses that deal with him to say to the disciples, it's really difficult for a rich man to get in the kingdom of heaven. It's where he uses the little uh, phrase, uh, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle mm -hmm. than for a rich man to get in the kingdom of heaven. And so mm -hmm. this astounded the disciples, and it was like, well, if he can't, who can? I mean, he's kept the law. He's got money. And the fact that he's wealthy proves that he's living by the principles I've, mm. I've created order really well. And he's he, so, you know, he hadn't defrauded, he hadn't oppressed people. So he's got it honestly. And and he's proven that, that God's way works. So if he can't get in, who can get in? Oh. And that's where Jesus said, with men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Oh. Well, in that context, yes, all things are possible. Oh. God can change a man's heart so that wealth is not his moral worth. So, you know, I'm just saying that a lot of people say, well, 
Well, all things are possible. It means God can do anything. No, God, God has, has never indicated that he, would, he could do anything contrary to his nature. He can't sin. He can't tempt, he can't tempt with evil. He, you know, and he, he can't deny himself. So being true to his nature, uh, God is the one who established everything on the basis of justice. And so being true to his nature, in order to redeem us, God had to provide a payment that paid for that that paid adequately for the debt that we owe. Well, what kind of debt do we owe? Well, the wages of sin is death. That that is the basis of judgment. So the wages of sin is death, so God had to pay that. In order to redeem us out of debtor's prison, he had to pay whatever the debt was that we owed. What do we owe? We owe death. And so Jesus had had to die. That's why he said to the disciples, I must go into Jerusalem and die. So it's unfortunate that today there's a lot of theology coming out of that saying, we don't need atonement. We don't need blood. We don't need, we don't need a God who's mad with his son and make, you know, cosmic child abuse that the father is making the son pay for somebody else. You know, how stupid is that? That God can just kind of wipe. He can just move his hand, do magic, get rid of sin and you go, no, forget it. Everybody's in. Well, God, no, God says, I'll be consistent with, I'm consistent with my character and his character is revealed in the way he created and set up the structured ordered universe. Yeah. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, it does. I think about, we also hear, well, God loves everyone. So a good God would not send anyone to hell because God loves everyone. So God accepts everyone and God can just allows everyone. We're all, we're all in the same category. We're all going to heaven. But the truth is God does love everyone. So he gave everyone, he paid for everyone what we could not pay ourselves. He gave the, the universal payment, the universal substitute. That is the character of his love, not a wishy-washy, I'll just make it all go away character. Yeah, and a good God would not allow wickedness to come into heaven and destroy heaven. Mm. Oh, oh no, that's going to be another question. Something <laughs> I've never even thought about. Well, I mean, you know, it's like, okay, God's love you. And, uh, he, yeah, he loves you too much to let you live with wickedness the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that wouldn't be much love, would it? No, no, that wouldn't be. How is it that we can get so far in our spiritual walk and still not understand the true character of God? Because it's so big. Because it's so majestic. Mm. And, and, you know, since we hadn't gotten to heaven yet, you know, we don't know exactly how it's going to be. But the indications are that we will spend an eternity with an, an enlarging understanding of his majesty. He is too, he's too majestic, too beautiful too glorious to take at any one time. And it's going to take an eternity to get our mind around how good and big he is. Yeah. That's good news. That is good news. But I don't want to wait until eternity to to understand. I want to understand more of him now. And since we were talking about that, so how do you get to understand more of God? By responding to what you already have. That's the only Mm -hmm. way. Okay, flesh that out. What does that mean? Give me an example. How do I, how do I respond to what I already have? Well, 
Uh, well, you said, we'll talk a biblical example, New okay. Testament example. Cornelius was a Roman centurion, mm-hmm. a Gentile, had not been raised Jewish, didn't, not, didn't understand the biblical story. But there was something in his heart that was responding to a concept of God that he had. So he was worshiping mm-hmm. and giving alms and everything. And so, uh, so he's responding to what little revelation he has. So God uh, gives Peter a dream while he's taking a nap, a vision, and then he sends Cornelius' guys to his house so that as soon as he wakes up from the vision that tells him there's nothing unclean, they're saying, Cornelius wants to see you. He goes, he goes with them because God has prepared him for that. And he goes and he tells Cornelius the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Here is the God you've been trying mm-hmm. to get in touch with. And so he told him about Jesus and Cornelius received it. So he responded to the light he had. God gave him more light and he came to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then Paul prays for all believers that the eyes of our heart will be enlightened, that we might understand this glory, this growing a glorious nature of God. And so, yeah, you know, that's what's so great about walking with God is that every day can be like being born again. Yeah. You're seeing More. new vistas of his mercy. Yeah, that's encouraging. And in fact, I have a friend that we call each other once in a while and say, how are you doing today? It's like, I don't believe the gospel. I just saw something. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't even been believing the gospel. Um, well, it doesn't mean you don't believe any of it. It just means that you've seen a new, a new part of it. New part of it that's liberating. So it's constantly growing. It's constantly yeah. getting better and better and better. That's encouraging. Yeah. That's encouraging. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on Papa. I Have a Question. Join us next week, and maybe we'll answer one of your questions.